I'm Sheila. And I'm Sarah. And welcome to season two of Pushing Pediatrics, an educational podcast for physical therapists created to help those studying for the Pediatric Certified Specialist exam and anyone else interested in learning more about pediatric physical therapy. Last year, our episodes were played over 10,000 times to help listeners like you crush the PCS exam, and they did. This year, you can expect more content and even more review to help you feel confident on test day. Let's not waste any more time. Time to study. Hey listeners, we have an ask of you. Between reading and rereading resources, reaching out to content experts, and reviewing our material, this podcast takes time, effort, and resources to share it with you every week. We are humbled and grateful for the listener and affiliate interest over the past several months and the scores of messages received letting us know that this podcast has incrementally improved their test prep has been inspiring. Special thanks to the community for engaging and interacting with the show. We want to keep the podcast focused on content that informs, prepares, and is mindful of your time. One way to accomplish this is direct listener support. We've set up a link where you can quickly and easily support the show. If pushing pediatrics is a part of your day or week and you love what we're doing, please visit the link in any of our episode guides and support us any way you can today. Listener note. This podcast was created as an adjunct for those studying for the PCS exam. By no means do we guarantee that one will pass the exam solely by listening to this podcast. We encourage all those studying for the exam to put the appropriate time and effort into their studying using resources recommended by the ABPTS and the APTA. It is not allowed to discuss test content and we will not accept any questions related to test content. While we will do our best to provide the most accurate information, if you feel as though we have stated something that is incorrect, please contact us via Instagram or Facebook at Pushing Pediatrics, or send us an email at pushingpediatrics at gmail.com. Welcome back. It's getting down to true crunch time, but you all are absolutely ready. You've put in the work and you're ready to reap the rewards of becoming a board certified pediatric clinical specialist. This week, we are back with Helen and Jessica from PCS Advantage to chat with you all about some test taking tips. Welcome back, Helen and Jessica. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having us on again. We've been working to give you study tips throughout this season, but are going to somewhat cultivate the important test-taking tips into this episode, while adding in some others that you may find useful as you get down to the wire here. Let's get right into it and start off with the first one. Read each question carefully and choose the best answer. This one is super important. We talked about it with you a few weeks ago. You need to make sure that you're reading the question carefully. Look at any words that may clue you in to the answer, such as not, but, etc. What exactly is the question asking you? One of our guests, Sarah, gave a great tip about reading the question and then trying to answer the question before you even look at the answers. Do you know the answer to the question without seeing any of the answers? Is the answer that you had one of the answers or does it look like one of the answers? If not, what's your next 
best answer. Some questions may have two answers that are seemingly correct, but you want to make sure that you choose the best one. Questions are made to challenge your knowledge, but not to trick you. If you think a question is too tricky, read it again because something may not be right. You may find the clues Sheila was talking about if you just reread the question to determine what it is really asking you. Try mental imagery when a clinical vignette is presented. Try to imagine the patient scenario and how you would solve the clinical problem. This may be more helpful than trying to recall specific test book knowledge. Our next tip is answer every question, even if you have to guess. This one was a tip that my husband told me when I was studying for the exam. When I came out of the exam, I obviously thought I had failed, but he asked me, did you answer every question? And when I said yes, he told me I was more likely fine. And he was right. You will definitely get the answer wrong if you don't answer it. There will also be some questions on the exam that you can't even access until you answer the one before it. Even if you don't know the answer, take your best guess. Flag the question if you need to come back to it, but make sure you answer every single question on the exam. The flagging feature is definitely super helpful. My suggestion would be to answer the question even if you're not sure and then also flag it. Don't leave it blank and flag it just in case you run out of time and don't have a chance to review all of your flagged questions. Even if it is a guess, a 25% chance of getting it right is better than a 0% chance. That is such a great point, Jessica. And remember, there is some value in your first gut answer. Okay, so the next tip is flag the answers that you are definitely unsure of, not just to flag them. This one may be controversial. Some people like Sarah tend to circle or flag every question on an exam, even if they know that they know the answer. When taking this exam, we were taught to only flag the questions that you were really unsure about. If you know an answer and can answer the question immediately, there's usually a reason that you remembered that answer, so it isn't really worth it to go back. Also, you only have a certain period of time to complete each section of the exam. Flagging all of the questions would then mean you go back to all of those questions at the end of the section, which you may just not have time for. It's best to just flag the questions that you really want to go back and review. Side note, I flagged a lot of questions on exam day, but that's my comfort zone. I would have been anxious if I did not flag some of the questions that I did. Did I go back through all of them? Some of them, yeah, but I only went back and spent time on the ones that I was really unsure about. I totally relate to Sarah because I'm also an indecisive flag happy human. So I too flagged a lot of the questions. I also know that I'm this type of person. So as I said before, even if you're flagging a question, make sure you answer that question before moving on, just in case you don't have time to circle back around to it. The next tip we have for you is to go through the prep module before the day of the test. This prep module was gold. It taught you how to maneuver through the Prometric exam, and there were even some bonus questions in the prep module. You have access to the module right before you take the exam on test day, but we found it helpful to familiarize ourselves with the system beforehand. It made it feel less foreign and new on test day and made us feel a little more comfortable going into the exam. I agree. Familiarity with the how the test is run is really helpful and can put your mind at ease. It's one less thing that you have to worry about on exam day. And it's a little bit of a 
quirky system. Like it's old. And so it doesn't necessarily feel exactly familiar with your day-to-day computer use from work or studying. So I definitely think it's something worth feeling familiar with. Our next tip for you is to take the breaks that they give you during the test, even if it's just to breathe. This is funny that I am the person giving this tip because that was not really my method going in. However, we're going to still give it to that tip. I am not saying that I have the correct way to do it. You are given a short break after each section, and then you also have a longer break about halfway through. We recommend taking the breaks between sections. You can leave the testing area during these breaks if you feel it necessary to use the bathroom or go grab water or snacks. Be mindful, though, that you only have a certain amount of time to take these breaks, and you do have to formally sign out and sign back in every time you come out of the testing area. Call your Prometric Center or schedule a visit with them before test day to do a little run-through and see how everything is set up. This is helpful just to know what to expect. So like I said before, I am not really a break person, but I'm almost 40 and I know my academic style really well. Sarah and I laugh about how different we are in that aspect. I actually only took one break to go to the bathroom, but otherwise just kept plugging through. It worked for me. But if you're unsure, we definitely recommend taking the breaks. It probably really would have been beneficial for me to just take a moment to myself. I took at least two minutes of each break. I did take the longer break about halfway through so I could eat lunch at one point. I am a slow test taker, though, so this is definitely the pace I needed to go at. When my husband took his specialty exam, he took it without taking breaks, just like Sheila, because he just needed to be done with it. He's also an extremely fast test taker. It's all your preference, but know that the breaks are there for you if you need them. I took the longer break, but decided not to do the shorter break. So I'm a little bit like Sarah's husband and Sheila in this regard, and I just wanted to plow right through. I also was a little anxious that I'd somehow screw up the signing in, signing out process, and I'd fail the exam because I couldn't do that, not because I didn't know things. But however, the scientific part of my brain does know that a good five-minute break can help re-energize you and improve your ability to focus. So if you are too nervous to leave the room, then just take that seated break. Uh, Close your eyes, do a few minutes of deep breathing, do a mini meditation or mental visualization, but do try to take those little breaks when you can. I have to laugh because I also have this unrealistic fear that any moment that I'm not taking the exam, the information is like leaking out of my brain. I'm not like there's going to be something that I would have remembered had I not taken that five minute break. So also extremely irrational. And if you're having those thoughts, that is not a rational thought. And going back to what Jessica said about, we'll talk about it a little bit later on finding a way to calm you. Um, I did a lot of Peloton meditation. So again, Peloton, if you want to sponsor us, we're here and we're waiting for, we're waiting for the call. But I did a lot of Peloton meditations that were quick five minute meditations that took you through visualizations that helped to calm you. And it, I took a few of them and just used them actually during the exam where it was just a quick one to two minute thing that I just did a visualization and just kind of was like, all right, this section is done and this section is gone and kind of breathed through it and then was ready to take the next section. But that worked for me. And again, we'll talk about it a little bit later on as well. The next tip we have for you is to the best of your ability, get a good night's sleep the night before and have a good breakfast. 
The sleep one is tough because I know most people will probably not sleep great because of nerves. That was me anyway. Basically, get a good night's sleep leading up to the exam and practice good sleep habits. Do the best that you can to rest the night before. Do calming and breathing techniques to keep you relaxed and keep a normal routine. Don't stay up late studying. Give your brain a break. It's done a lot of work for you. Do your best to keep on your normal morning routine. Have a good breakfast so your stomach is not grumbling during the exam and you feel fueled and ready to do the best that you can. You might have difficulty going to sleep because you are worried you won't wake up on time and you will be late for the exam. I have a lot of anxiety about missing flights and not making appointments. Um, and it keeps me up and makes it hard for me to go to sleep. But try to think about anything other than the exam. Um, set two alarms to make sure you wake up on time. And a good idea is to put one across the room so you have to get out of bed to turn it off. So we've talked about this before, but I love sleep. My husband studies sleep as part of his career. So our family prioritizes sleep above all. My other suggestion here would be to prioritize sleep in the week leading up to your exam, knowing that the night before might be a little bit restless regardless. If you focus on well-rested and quality sleep in the days prior, you'll be setting yourself up for success and you might even be a little bit less restless the night before. Our next tip is an important one, not just for test taking, but for every part of life. Practice positive self-talk. We are going to get nowhere in life if we consistently talk down to ourselves. Talking down to yourself not only makes you feel bad, but it can also affect your performance. I heard something on a podcast that really resonated with me on this topic. The woman said, would you want to be friends with yourself if you are always talking down about yourself? And that made me really feel like, wow, if someone else talked to me the way I talk to myself, I wouldn't want to be friends with them. So then why would I talk to myself like that? Positive energy will create a positive performance. Remember, you put in this work. You deserve to pass this exam if you have put in the time, the energy, and the effort. You've absolutely got this, so talk yourself up. Also remember that one test and one moment in time does not define who you are. You are an amazing person going into the test and you will come out of the test the same amazing person. So go in, be awesome, and come out just as awesome. Our next tip for you is to find a strategy to keep you calm during the exam. We've talked about it a lot already on this episode, but this one, it's really important. Depending on your personality or whether or not you suffer from anxiety, keeping yourself calm during the test is key to bring on your best performance. There are too many people that experience test anxiety where the anxiety completely takes over and they do not perform the way they hoped. Find a strategy to keep yourself calm during the exam and start practicing it now. For me, like I said, it was the meditation and deep breathing. I began practicing meditation during the last month of the exam, so I kind of knew how to keep myself calm if I felt the nerves or panic setting in. I'm definitely one of those people where if I see a question that I don't know, I feel that rush of panic. So this was really helpful for me on test day. It made a world of difference for me and actually kept me calm and regulated on the day. Find what works for you. During the exam, you get one piece of scratch paper or in some places a whiteboard, and you can write notes on this one piece of paper. 
as soon as I sat down, I wrote down the little bits of information I had memorized. So I didn't feel like I had to keep it all in my head while I was reading the questions and trying to answer other things. So being able to do this was super calming for me and made me relax a little bit as I started the exam. The next test taking tip is do not cram. At this point, this is not going to be the best way for you to receive information. Yes, we all know those people in college or grad school who woke up an hour early to do their last minute review. One of our group members is also one of those people. However, that should not be the main source of your studying at this point. There probably will be things that you still can't quite grasp as you near the end of your studying. Hopefully those are only small little details. Don't stress on those little details, but focus on the big picture. We've been saying this all along. Your brain needs a rest and cramming will just continue to stress you out and not give your brain the rest that it truly needs coming up to the exam. For anyone who has run a long distance race, this is like your taper time. It should just be general review at this point. Take the day before the exam completely off of studying. If that doesn't work for your brain, only review your daily study guide with some small memorization facts. Cramming is not the answer and it is not the way you will absorb any information to make you a better clinician in the long run. Cramming not only increases your stress level, but that increased stress level can then negatively affect your performance on the exam. Your short-term memory is not made for cramming a ton of information in at the last minute. You need to be exposed to information multiple times before memorizing it. Trust that you learned everything over the course of your studying and don't try to cram a ton of information in at the last minute. Our next tip is that there will be questions on the exam that you do not know the answer to. Don't sweat it, choose an answer, and move on to the next one. You can't know everything. You will not know everything. You are most likely going to get a question that you're like, well, I've never seen that term before, or that was definitely something I didn't review. It happens to everyone. Answer the question to the best of your ability and move on to the next one. Remember what we said earlier, answer every question. Don't leave any questions blank. A blank question is a definite wrong answer, so you may as well answer everything, even if you have absolutely no idea what the answer is. Also remember when you leave the exam, the questions that stumped you are going to be the ones you remember. You will forget about all of the other ones you immediately knew. Don't let the ones that stumped you haunt you and make you think that you failed. Remind yourself that you also knew a lot of the other answers to all of the other questions. Yes, I was definitely Googling a few things from the car when I left, and I 10 out of 10 do not recommend this. And in the end, it doesn't change the outcome, but it sure disrupts the celebration of finishing the test. That brings us to our last and most important tip. When you walk out of that test, let it go. Four months is too long to stew. Don't trouble trouble until trouble troubles you, meaning assume you passed until you find out otherwise. You can decide what to do when that time comes, but assume the best and move on. Enjoy some leisure reading and enjoy all of the knowledge that you gained. You've put in the effort, you've put in the work. It's time for you to reap the benefits. Absolutely. Relax and enjoy the time you were spending studying doing other fun things. I forgot that last week I put in our new Pushing Pediatrics tagline, and we are going to work on this for next season, but 
The test doesn't make you an expert. The process makes you an expert. So we need to remember that you gained all of this knowledge and the test is just a little small piece of that process. So that's all we have for you today. Hopefully you all enjoyed this episode and can take some of these test taking tips with you into your test day. We will be back for one last episode of season two on Friday. Helen and Jessica will be again joining us for a question and answer session where we answer some of your questions and ones that we have gotten through the past two seasons. We will talk to you all Friday and remember you've got this. Thank you all so much for listening to Pushing Pediatrics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pushing Pediatrics. We would love to hear from you. So send us questions, suggestions, things you want to hear more of, and things you'd maybe want to hear less of. We will talk to you guys next time. And remember, you totally got it.